welcome to episode 39 of the Needle Movement Podcast. Today will be a solo episode and it's just going to be a little bit shorter. Um, the topic is I just wanted to talk through 2021 and give a little programming update on the podcast. So also since it's that time of year, I wanted to walk through some 2021 resolutions. I know everyone's kind of in the same boat thinking about their goals for the next year and also along with New Year's resolution. So I'm going to share one of mine and how to tackle goal setting also. And then we'll cover what's coming up for the next season of the Needle Movement Podcast. So can't wait to share. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. You know, so I wanted to take a little time out just to just to talk through what we got cooking for this podcast. You know, fortunately, I just went through my favorite time of the year. Like the end of the year is the best because I had I had about, I don't know, 10, 12 days there over the holidays where just the activity was much lighter. I have a few things that make my life a little hectic. I'm sure you can, I'm sure you do too. But I live in New York City. I work in e-commerce. You know, and I also you know, work for some fashion clients. So in New York City, like everything is ASAP. Everything is time sensitive. You know, it's funny because I have a friend in Sweden who came to New York and worked in Brooklyn. And you know, just from being with that European vibe, and especially in Sweden, like he was you know, so into that time sensitivity and that urgency to get things done because you can get a lot of things done with it. You know, on the flip side of it, it's nice to just relax and Really, you know, instead of just doing things with your head cut off, really to think about where everything's going. So that's why I really appreciate um, this time of year. And we're, we're still in it now. January is a great time to reflect too. Recording this episode on January 5th. And we're right in the midst of all those like New Year's resolutions and goal setting. I mean, I don't, with New Year's resolutions, I don't even know what people think anymore because sometimes when I ask people, they just make a face and they're like, oh, I don't do that anymore. Or I hate those. You know, because it is frustrating to, I mean, I think you just got to bite your tongue sometimes because you say, oh, like I'm never going on Facebook again. And then three days later, you're on it <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but with resolutions, I think there's some excellent material there. It's our aspiration to get better. I think the problem too is that just looking at it with a year frame of reference, you know, also makes it more difficult. So let's talk through a couple of ways that make it a little bit easier. I mean, first off is the multi-year approach. And second is the 12-week year. And they're, they're both on opposite ends. I mean, the multi-year approach is just let's get real. Some goals aren't going to happen in a year. You know, sometimes it's going to take longer. I mean, that's why everyone asks you the question that you don't want to answer, which is where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? But thinking of it with a longer range, it gives you a little bit more time, but I think it also... It allows you to do a little bit more with that plan, you know, because we all know, I think in our culture, everything is so immediate that even when people are successful, we think their success happened as a result of what they've been doing for the past six months. But there is that line that overnight success is the result of many years of work. You know, and there's no better example of this than the musical artist Lizzo. I'm not, I'm not sure if you've heard this story, but in like in 2019, when Truth Hurts came out, she totally blew up and everyone all of a sudden knew her name. But then she, you know, she set the record straight on her, uh, on her Twitter account and, and on Instagram. So this is what she said. Eight years of touring, giving out free tickets to my undersold shows, sleepless nights in the car, losing my dad and giving, on, giving up on music, paying shows for free beer and food with $32 in my bank account, constantly writing songs, 
hearing no, but always saying yes. Glad I never gave up. I think with Lizzo, the story was just a persistence. She kept going on at it and she kept building on previous successes until she hit that mainstream line of fame. So it's good to think in, in terms of not just where, where am I going to be in one year's time, but extend it a little bit, take it to three years even, you know, and it allows you to set a plan of attack there. The other method is, is from a book of the same name. It's called The 12 Week Year and read this book about a year ago. I think there's a good strategy here as well, which is with the 12 week year, what you do is you split up each year into seasons and you set goals and check-ins on every step of the way. And what you do is, I, th- I think another part of the 12 week year strategy is it's trying to get away of having seven goals. I mean, usually we have one or two. So you set those two and you say, this is what I want to do. And then you journal that. And every week you touch base on the progress you're making towards your two biggest goals, the ones that are most important to your overall success and happiness. And that weekly check-in is really valuable because I think with resolutions and goals, sometimes the missing piece is accountability. Just setting up ways that we can hold ourselves accountable because we're all going to fall off the wagon at some point, you know, but the key is how quickly we can get back up and keep moving forward. So that's why the weekend weekly check-in works really well. Cause let's just say you fall off the wagon, then you're going to know you did in seven days In seven days. You can, you know, you know, get back on course where if you don't have accountability set in, you're, you're at the next year and you're like, why didn't, how do we not get this done? Oh, we never, we never had a system to make it work more efficiently. So those are the two two tactics that you know I think can be successful for people. And I'll, I'll share one of my New Year's resolutions here. It covers a common one. It's related to health and fitness. Also related to COVID. I think in September, for the first time in a long time, I went on the weight scale and I was over 200 pounds for the first time in my life. <laughs> it was shocking. I guess it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a bigger number for me. Usually I'm around 185 to 190 pounds. And of course, you know, that was the quarantine 15. I mean, can you relate? So with early COVID, I mean, I was stuck in my Brooklyn apartment for way too much time. I remember some days where I would, you know, not go out to walk outside until nine o'clock at night with my dog, Nico, but was definitely not getting as much exercise and have to confess too many happy hours in the beginning. (laughs) My wife and I, we have a favorite brewery in Brooklyn. It's called Folks Beer and just in the beginning of COVID, we were concerned about that business because all their all their sales are in person at the bar. So we were on a mission early on to help that business. So we got more than a few folks beer deliveries. You know, back a couple months ago, I actually set a goal for fitness and and even for health. I had taken a couple of COVID tests before, and during the COVID tests in New York when we went, you get your blood pressure tested as well. And then two times my blood pressure, I'm like, wow, I have high blood pressure. I have high, stage one hypertension. I mean, I never had that before. So it came another inspiration outside of just losing weight to further my health. And as we all get older, we think more about health and just, just certain things to build in so that we're avoiding some common health issues later on. So my goal is to go from 200 pounds to 175 pounds. And 
It's not going to happen in a week. It's not going to happen in a month, but I just want to get there eventually. And, you know, like everybody, I'm sure we've all done these sort of things with, with fitness and diet. So I wanted to tackle it a little bit differently because I think it's not just one approach. Like I'm not going to starve myself to get to that weight goal. I'm not going to run 15 miles a day so that I can burn off the calories. I think it's a combination, but I think the one change from how I've tackled this earlier is, but my goal this time was really to do something that is permanent, to create certain permanent lifestyle changes, you know, which would mean probably moderating a little bit on food. Like I do have a sweet tooth, so that is tough sometimes, but I think I can balance it between getting some sweets, but not too much. And also with exercise, daily exercise. You know, everywhere you read, daily exercise is really important to overall health. I think it's a good lesson also with just moderation. That's what I'm learning as well. You know, so I wish you the best of luck with your goal setting and your New Year's resolutions. If you have any thoughts, definitely you know, share them with me online. So now back to the show, you know, just wanted to talk through what's changing in 2021 for the podcast. You know, every year, you know, I've, you know, I've been in business for five years and I still, have, I feel like this is version 4.0 of needle movement. Like it, everything changes a little bit, but you know, for this time for 2021, I wanted to do a little thought experiment and in terms of topics, put more emphasis on newer digital trends, put some emphasis on early adoption. The reason for that is I think sometimes in business, like with early adoption, it's so important because in digital, everything changes so quickly. So you can't, I mean, I've said this, you know, probably a couple other times before, but you can't just be like, whoa, everything changed. I'm surprised. You have to build it into your organization to anticipate change and adapt ahead of it. And that becomes a strategic business advantage. And that's what's so nice about being an early adopter. But I think in e-commerce, every industry is a thought bubble and there are blind spots in e-commerce too. You know, like in e-commerce, there is, there is this perception that buying online is, is a retail thing that in e-commerce, we're all stores out there, you know, and it really comes from that history of how e-commerce started in the nineties and everything goes through that prism, you know, but these days people buy online in so many different ways. They, they buy tools to save them time. People buy experiences because they value them more than physical products. People take a course online so they can get better at something. People subscribe to a community so they could share knowledge and, and also learn something new. So I'm really excited about exploring more the different routes of entrepreneurs because some people start e-commerce stores, some people become creators and sell courses. There's a lot of different routes, but you know, exploring some of those newer ways of selling online, including e-commerce, but also outside of it. What I enjoy about the podcast is it's great. We like, we don't have big brother behind us. There's no corporate corporate overlords. This can be an independent voice and an independent conversation. And so the idea is to do a healthy mix of topics and sure, we're going to do a little dancing around some, some shows we're going to totally nerd out on digital marketing and on, you know, what's going, what's the latest thing in, in e-commerce. Other episodes will, we'll talk more about digital trends or even lifestyle, you know, but one goal is that this can be a podcast where you're going to sometimes hear things first, or if not that with a different hot take 
than all the other places that you're reading information or other podcasts you're listening to. Have a confession to make. The original vision of this podcast back in fall of 2019 was to do a weekly show. And then I learned how much work goes into a podcast. Um, You know, just to, and reality set in that with all the other things that were going on, that it'd be really difficult to create a quality show and ship it out each week. So I settled on a different format. And that's the format that we've stuck with successfully, doing two to three shows a month. And that's what you can expect this year. It's amazing to me how much doing things at your own pace sometimes can just make you so much happier in the long run um, and just finding what works. And it's, I think sometimes we're all pressured to do things quicker and faster. <laughs> this year now I think about, you know, do I have to do this this quickly? When is the, what is the right pace for it? So you can expect two to three episodes a month. Also, the episodes will get shorter over time. I'm expecting them to be closer to the 30-minute mark in the future. So I wanted to share a teaser of some of the topics that we're going to cover for the new season. This week, I was reading a New York Times article about a Snapchat influencer. And this kid, like he did a viral video and it got, I don't know, like a million views. So he... He comes back and starts checking his phone and his DMs. And he finds out as a result of getting that viral video, he got sent a $100,000 check from Snapchat. So this tells me two things. I mean, first off, it's where influencer marketing and the creator economy are going. And two, that we live in a wacky world. (laughs) We're just, you know, digital is changing our lives on a daily basis as well as our businesses. And I think with, when I think about online businesses, just there's so many different ways that people are selling online. So much more compared to what it used to be. You know, so we're going to cover that more on this season of episodes. One pet peeve I have with the industry is just the constant selling that it gives us the wrong perspective where sometimes we believe that if only we had this tool or if only we were doing this marketing channel that everything would be solved. But I think it's the people and the execution that count so much that gets you there. So one topic we're going to explore is the agency client relationship. So I had, I had recently taped this episode, had a lot of fun with it. Because companies are hiring freelancers and agencies and contractors so much more, like they're not employees. Everyone's not on the same team and agencies have certain agendas and clients have certain agendas. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to dish on why agencies can suck, why clients can suck, and just how we can get more out of these collaborations in general by understanding it better. So excited to get into those topics and many more this season. Finally, another goal for 2021 is just looking to get more conversation outside of this podcast too. I mean, I I really, I appreciate everyone that's listening because this podcast, because of you, the podcast has grown significantly over the past year. Thank you so much. and, And we'll keep going. I also encourage everyone, if you've gotten this far in this episode, if you're on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, connect with Needle Movement. 
so that we can continue that conversation further. Besides that, there is a lot of content there that doesn't get into these episodes. That's really exclusive to social media and even the newsletter, the email newsletter we have. I mean, also, every other episode, I mentioned how important feedback is to people's businesses. It's no different for Needle Movement. Because I don't know if you know this, but podcast analytics kind of suck. You don't really learn that much besides the raw number of people listening and stuff like that. So I'd love to hear what topics or know what topics you want to hear more about or what information was most valuable to you from a particular episode. Or even tell me what your favorite song is of all time. Please share. Love to hear it. Cause it's all about the hive minds. Like it's, there's no one person with the answers. We really do get smarter as we share knowledge together. On that note, thanks again for listening. Looking forward to this new season of podcast episodes. Peace and best wishes for 2021 to you all.